Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Van City Health. Today we have Andrea Four, who graduated from Simon Fraser University with a Bachelor's of Science studying Kinesiology and Health Science. Andrea has a wealth of experience starting as a lifeguard and aquatic fitness instructor for the city of Delta, being an active therapy assistant at Zion Park Manor, a research assistant at Fraser Health Authority, a kinesiologist at Physio Station Sports Injury Clinic, a fitness worker at the Developmental Disabilities Association, a rehabilitation assistant for Enable Occupational Therapy, and is currently in her first year at Glasgow Caledonian University in Scotland in the, uh, in the Master of Science program studying physical therapy. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, lots lots to get through there. And, and diving right into it, was your plan always to go into the physiotherapy route? No. I mean, when I started university, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no concept of where I wanted to go. So in my first couple of years, I was kind of you know, doing whatever I wanted, taking whatever classes yeah. I wanted. And I actually ended up taking like economics classes. Worst idea. Yeah. But in my second year, my friend asked me to join her in a kin class, a kinesiology class. And I said, yeah, why not? Yeah. And that was where I was, you know, I found the class and I went, oh, okay, this I like, this is interesting. Right. I get this. And then this is what I want to do. And then it kind of segued into, okay, well maybe I can do yeah. a kin major. Uh, and then that didn't work. Because my first couple of years was kind of like all over the place. Right. I didn't really have the grades to get into a kin major, which then segued me into doing a minor. And then I just tagged on the health science at the end of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So can you expand more into detail what guided you into the, like the physio direction? I think in when I was taking all these classes and learning all these kin stuff that, you know, that's kind of every kin student's plan A yeah. for the most part. Yeah. It's kind of plan A and that's kind of what most people kind of aim for at the start and you kind of learn as you go along like where you might want to branch off. Right. Um, but I ended up just sticking with the straight line gotcha. and just went for physio. Cool. And taking a step back to our time as lifeguard and for the audience, Angie and I first met in a lifeguarding class way back when, when I had a great bowl cut. But uh, what skills as an instructor in the water teaching swimming lessons or as a, as a lifeguard, what do you think have been the valuable transferable skills to help you become a kin and a physio? A lot of it is that I've transferred over is, is the leadership and communication skills right. that I've developed. Tons of the the one-on-one -on -one talking, but as, as well like public speaking, being right. able to speak with strangers mm -hmm. and, and be plain with them and, and not kind of hold back or be, you know, nervous about talking to somebody you don't know because that's, right. that's huge in both things as well as... Um, like the leadership as well and, and confidence in myself. I developed a lot as being a lifeguard and, you know, running my own lessons and being a mentor for new staff. And that's really transferred into like my, my confidence in who I am as like a physio and right. a learning physio. Gotcha. So how did you become an active therapy assistant at uh, the Park Manor? That was a bit of a fluke. A friend of mine was, um, she was, she went to school to, for nursing and she was looking right. for some volunteer hours and that's so how she got into it. And she just said, Hey, if you're looking for some hours or experience Amazing. in, um, with working with elderly, then maybe try this one. So. Gotcha. So what did you really do as an active therapy assistant? I bounced around within their departments. I started in their art therapy and working with the people at the manor and doing art therapy with them. And then I kind of bounced into music therapy. Right. And then I did sensory therapy. And then I ended up just doing more working hand in hand with the physio and the kinesiologist there and working on just walking and and um, more active movement with the clients, especially ones that are more wheelchair bound, just trying to right. get them up and around. Gotcha. And you're also a research assistant at Fraser Health Authority, which is a fairly big program. Like, how did you even get that position? Like, that sounds quite hard to get into. Yeah. And that one, it was kind of just an opportunity that popped up through some of the contacts I had at SFU. They right. 
someone from the Fraser Health contacted someone I knew at SFU that was looking just for volunteers that were looking to do gotcha. some to help some research and then they passed it on to me and then cool. that's how I ended up with that one. Gotcha. And, and what did you learn? Like what was your biggest takeaway from being a research assistant over there? The research I was doing was only phone based and I okay. was phoning gotcha. researchers who had done research for Fraser Health. Cool. So I was doing research on the research. <laughs> and level, I was yeah. I was fine I was asking the researchers if they're research had been used gotcha. and it rarely, rarely was hmm. getting used. And I found that super, super interesting because I'm going, you know, they're coming up with the new and latest information. Right. Why is it not being used? Hmm. And I think that was the point of, that was my role was gotcha. to figure out if what they were funding was even worth it. Right. Um, and huh. it was very interesting to find out that they weren't ever using the data. Really interesting. So did they ever like explore what type of research they were doing or? It was all over the map. Some of it gotcha. was like working with newborn babies. Some right. of it was, it was like, uh, antiretroviral therapy. It, right. it was like all over the place. So gotcha. you know, every time I phoned a researcher, I was like trying to remember what they did and, but it was just all over the maps. And gotcha. I know some students studying kin kind of look at research as like complete, like as a career path. Mm -hmm. Do you think through this experience that you may have, and you may have not been really doing the research, but just learning about the research, did you, did this kind of validate that the research option wasn't for you? I mean, because I was kind of on the outside of it, I didn't really get to dive right into right. research research, but it did give me the sense that that wasn't exactly something I wanted to do. And gotcha. even finding that, you know, that wasn't getting used a lot, I was going, well, then right. maybe what's, what's the point? The point? Right. <laughs> For sure. And then something more you know, relevant to become a, phys a physio, you were a kinesiologist at physio station. How did you get that position? So I got that position through co-op at SFU. Gotcha. I applied for tons of kin jobs through co-op, and then that was just the one I ended up getting. Gotcha. Why do you think you got that position? It was a younger clinic, okay. and I was a younger student. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I kind of ended up on the bottom of the list for gotcha. most of the other more advanced clinics, so gotcha. I kind of ended up in the baby clinic. Interesting. But what do you think was like an advantage of working at a younger clinic? I think they, they put a lot in my hands in terms of be, yeah. what I was given the freedoms to do because gotcha. they were, you know, they were all still learning how their business was going to run and what they were going to do. Right. And the physios themselves were also quite young as well. So that we were kind of able to bounce each other's ideas off one another a right. lot more than just like a physio who's been there for a while, knows what they're doing, going, yeah. this is what you're going to do. That right. it was, it was more of a learning experience rather than just being told and doing. For sure. I think that's super important for you know, audience that, that's listening to this, that are seeking those types of positions where if you work at a, you know, smaller or more of like a startup clinic, you are going to end up wearing more multiple hats. Uh, whereas if you're at some place that's been there for a long time, just as you said, roles can just be delegated to you and there's not a lot of room to grow in different areas. You're kind of just on one track the entire time. And especially as like a co-op or an intern, you'd really want as much exposure to different experiences as possible. So I think you ended up with a pretty... I did, yeah. I, I definitely got to do a lot of things. Gotcha. Uh, so how does one become a kinesiologist in general? So there's a couple hoops you got to jump through. And my I myself have never had to actually do that. Gotcha. But what you do is after you've got your kin degree, you need to register with the local kinesiologist association. Right. So BC Association of Kinesiologists yep. or... And I think there's a Canadian Kinesiology Alliance as well, but right. I don't know what the gotcha. process is in that. For sure. More focusing on your experience at Physio Station, what did you specifically do there? A lot. I <laughs> okay. was, um, most of the time, majority of it was after a physio would see a client, they'd come out, the physio would talk to me and say, okay, right. I want you to do this, 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 and this. And you know, if they can't, you got to figure it out what right. you got to do instead. Um, and I'd be teaching them exercises and stretches. Um, and then as well, 
I was getting clients that had seen physios and they were recovering from an injury, but they didn't need to come see the physio every week and they would come see me two or three times a week and I would run them through a little more flexible exercise program. So right. a lot of young athletes that had ACLs reconstructed right. um, that were kind of well into their recovery, then it was my responsibility to give them an exercise program to just get them back into sport mode rather than just recovery. It was kind of transitioning them back into sport. And that was gotcha. uh, like my secondary rule. Gotcha. Did you enjoy it? I really, really did enjoy cool. it. I learned tons. You were more focused on giving exercises and teaching how to do exercise and figuring out which ones are the best for this client. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and what types of patients did you deal with? Like were your patients also fairly young or were they also quite older? And we were all over the place. Like gotcha. some of the, some of the athletes I were working with, they were 14, 15, 16. Gotcha. And then, you know, if we got patients, uh, one of my patients was like a stroke recovery patient and then they well into their eighties or nineties. Yeah. Like I had the whole map. I mean, we, I even worked with one of the BC lions. Cool. That's pretty awesome as a kin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And overall, do you think this experience as a kin, did that really cement your line of thinking of, Hey, you know, physio is the right path for me. I think it did. And it also opened up my eyes to there is just more than clinical physio right. because they kind of did send me out once or twice into like the field and working right. with sports teams. And oh, it cool. kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, I could, you know, do that. And gotcha. the owner of the clinic was the Canadian women's soccer team's physio. Amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of opened my eyes that there is more than clinic and there's more than just hospital. And right. it was, it showed me that there's things I could explore. Gotcha. And did you know that you'd be going out to these like sports teams when you were applying for the position? No, that was kind of a shock. They awesome. kind of just said, Hey, we're looking to start this. Do you want to, you know, go teach teenagers how to not yeah, break sure. their knees? <laughs> right. And I was going, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. I think that really goes into the whole line of thinking where you want to, like for those that are, you know, currently seeking these internships or co-ops that, you know, you might be applying for something and you never know what are unexpected opportunities that will arise, such as, you know, working with sports teams when it's completely out of what you thought it was. Uh, but it ended up, I would assume like that was probably one of your best yeah. times working there. Yeah, it was really cool. Cool. Can you describe your time as a fitness worker at the DDA? Okay. So what I was doing there is I was working with adults with disabilities who right. they would come into uh, what they would call a day program. It was just right. where they would hang out for the day. And what my job was to try to incorporate some, a little more activity into their day. I was working between six different locations um, and I would kind of go to a park nearby or an outdoor space near them. And then they would join me and like my partner at the park and we would be working with them just trying to do sports or right. any kind of physical activity and just add their activity into their day. Cool. What were the ages of the patients that you're working with? Most of them were over the age of, so they were all over the age of 18. And then gotcha. the majority of them were in their 30s, okay. 20s, eh, 20s to 40s. Gotcha. And then some of them were extending up into the older years, but gotcha. with um, the tons of health complications, not many live past 40. Gotcha. <laughs> so out of that experience, what do you think was your biggest takeaway? How adaptable I needed to be. I was right. definitely challenged in my creativity and uh, just like, quick thinking right. if, you know, cause sometimes if a client didn't want to do something and they would kind of just sit down and look at me like, all right, now what? Right. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Let me just come up with something real quick. Gotcha. Okay. Now moving over to your position at Naval Occupational Therapy. How did you land your position as a rehab assistant? This one was surprising. So through all the things that I had learned, I was kind of developing myself a LinkedIn page, right. kind of more I had to for co-op, gotcha. but the owner of Enable Occupational Therapy contacted me through LinkedIn. Interesting. Yeah, which I found huh. interesting. But she was looking for a very niche person. She was looking okay. for a lifeguard kinesiologist. Very specific. Very specific. Yeah. So that's how 
she went about doing it was just gotcha. like our kinesiologist. And then she found me. Um, and yeah, that was how I ended up with that one. Wow. So would you recommend that people create a LinkedIn account? I mean, it worked for me. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. In your own words, what is occupational therapy? Now, because I was in such a niche corner of okay. occupational therapy, the lifeguard component of right. it, it's, it's so broad that what I've gathered is that it's not just occupation because basically what the goal of occupational therapy is, is to make lives easier yeah. and make life more functional for people. So majority of my time I was working with kids and they don't have an occupation, but what it, we are insinuating by occupation is just their everyday life. Right. Trying to make their life easier. And I mean, occupational therapists do work in workplaces, but it's also in homes and, and just making life accessible and easier for gotcha. people. Right. And what's the difference between occupational therapy and physical therapy? Again, that's like, it's kind of, they're not exactly too, like they're not two ends of a spectrum. Gotcha. Like physio at the end of the day is a little more focused on a specific injury. It's a specific thing that we're trying gotcha. to fix. But at the same time, you know, there's kind of the whole person that you need to look at as right. well. And that's really emphasized, especially in school right now is, is you're not just looking at one thing, but OT is, is definitely based around the whole person and functionality and more lifestyle rather than just like a very specific. Gotcha. Niche it's more holistic. Yeah. Gotcha. And what was your most like valuable takeaway from working in this niche role? Because the role wasn't necessarily new for me in okay. terms of, because it was just, it was, I was teaching swimming lessons. Right. I was teaching swimming lessons to kids just with a little more, with a couple more challenges we had right. to overcome, which was why they were in the clinic in right. the first place. But what I was finding was that I was exploring the idea of doing occupational therapy for a while and kind of going, oh, maybe this is something I want to do instead of physio. Right. But I found like learning about the occupational therapy side of things and the, how the clinic worked, I was kind of going, you know what? I think physio is actually where I want to go. So my right. biggest takeaway ended up being that this wasn't what I wanted to do. Interesting. Well, I think you kind of need to understand what you like and don't like as you go through undergrad to see if the path is for you or not yeah. with yourself having, you know, gone through so many different you know positions and placements. And now that you're at a physio program, what do you think could have made your experience better? Like, what do you think you would have added on to your experience if you could? I seriously don't know if I could have asked for a better yeah. bounce around path that I had because I was able to learn a lot. Like right. I was able to, I was able to do the trial and error and, you know, mm -hmm. try a job and go, mm, maybe not. Right. And, and try a position and go, Ooh, definitely not going to want to work in a senior's home and like right. being able to do all those things. And I think the only thing I regret is not asking more questions when I had the opportunity, like in gotcha. the clinic, you know, asking physios, you know, how they got there and what they right. did or, you know, that that's the only regret I really have. But yeah, I think. Gotcha. So would you recommend having that a diverse, you know, experiential background and not just working in one place with one type of patient. It's better to have, you know, to, to have these different backgrounds. Absolutely. I think it's helped me tremendously in, in figuring out where I want to be and don't want to be. Right. And also just like, it's helped me in school as well that I'm able to, to pull from all those backgrounds and, and even in different workplaces, I was able to pull from all those different backgrounds to apply them in, in so many different ways rather than just having, you know, one or two things to pull yeah. from. Now moving over to your time, you know, as a physio student in Scotland, I'm sure the application process must have been a little bit different than here in Canada. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. So it actually wasn't any more difficult. There wasn't really? many more hoops than 
your Canadian university. Right. And you don't have to pay to apply in the UK, huh. which was a fun one. Gotcha. But um, there's also an agency that helps Canadian students that want to study in the UK. It's called Across the Pond. Gotcha. And so it's an agency that kind of will help you along and, and, you know, go over your documents with you and make sure you've got everything and you have the option to have them just, you know, kind of submit the application for you. Right. I ended up just because I was so far into the process on my own and I went to Across the Pond more just for like finicky advice. I just ended up doing the application myself and it really wasn't that more complicated. The only kind of things you had to add were passport information, but there was gotcha. still your, your resume and a, a letter kind of explaining yeah. who you are and what you know and what you want to do. And gotcha. it wasn't, too terribly different than a Canadian university. Good to know. And how do you find the physical therapy program right now? Like, how was your first year been? I love it. I've learned so much. And the university that I'm at, their theory and their um, style of teaching is not you sit, we talk. Right. It's you're on your feet, you're using what you know, and then we're going to help you build on that way more than this is how we do it. This is how we think you should do it. Right. It's we want you to get to this goal. Right. How are you going to do it? It's more practical, more hands-on. Yeah. And gotcha. it's it definitely challenges my critical thinking a lot more than just the classroom sit and absorb. For sure. Like so. what so many undergrads are used to. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. It was it was a complete 180 for me. Cool. Is there anything else that a Canadian student has to do or know before applying abroad? I think the one thing that I've always you know, kept in mind, and it was a little bit of a shock in the first place, was to... Just remember that when you are going abroad to learn, when you do come back, there is a couple more hurdles you're going to have to go through gotcha. once you get back. Because at the end of the day, your education is going to be about the same. And a lot yeah. of these universities, because they know that they're getting a huge chunk of students from Canada now, because the Canadian system is just so overwhelmed, yeah. that they do tailor their courses to Canadian requirements. Hmm. So much to the point that they'll add an extra placement in or extra hours in your placement right. hours to meet the Canadian requirements. But then when you come back, you just need to make sure that you are remembering you need to take an equivalency exam just to make gotcha. sure that you're qualified. So when you do graduate, you'll only have to take an equivalency exam and then granted you pass that, that's when you can start applying for jobs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And with that, I mean, there is a course, there's courses you can do to mm -hmm. make sure you're mm -hmm. fully prepped for that exam okay. because... To my understanding, you only have three chances to pass the exam. Gotcha. Don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Did you apply to Canadian physio programs? I did. Gotcha. I applied to lots of them. Gotcha. So what do you think made your application um, unsuccessful? At the end of the day, it was just my grades gotcha. because the first couple years in university for me, they were kind of just like a crapshoot. I was going, hmm, right. what's this? What's that? And I wasn't doing well in my classes because right. I just didn't have a goal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I got that goal, my grades skyrocketed. Right. But because those first couple of years really, gotcha. really dragged down my grades. And unfortunately, Canadian schools, first thing they look at is grades. Yeah, for sure. And I, I know like speaking to other people, grades is one of the first cutoffs. They won't even look at any other thing like your resume or even like see you as a person or understand like what experiential background you have. So even though you do have a lot of that, it's just unfortunate like that would be the first cut and that's kind of, kind of deters your entire application from there. Yeah. Now that you've been studying physio for one year and that have worked, you know, under physiotherapists, would you agree that you still should have a diverse background? Like you shouldn't just rely on your GPA to become a successful physiotherapist in the long run. Absolutely. Because to be a physio, it requires more than just knowledge. There's so much interpersonal right. skill and the diversity of your, the more diverse your background, the more clients you're going to be confident working with. Right. If you've only worked with a certain demographic, then you're only be, going to be confident with that demographic until you get enough exposure. But with a diverse background, the more you know, 
the more you're going to be confident with. Gotcha. What are you most excited for when you return back to school? I am so excited to get back into the hands-on because that yeah. is the core right. aspect of physio and, and being able to, to practice the hands-on. And because my university is so highly emphasizes this, I'm, I'm missing out on so much right now. Gotcha. It's, there's only so much theory you can learn. Right. So it's, I, yeah, I, I just really want to get back in and Gotcha. And for all the students that, you know, apply to Canadian programs are unsuccessful, like what other tips or advice do you have for those people? Look abroad. Like as, as scary as it is and was, yeah. I, I, I don't regret it in the slightest. And it's been such an awesome experience and I've grown so much, even in just the short time that I've done it. Yeah. Just know that the grades do not define you as in your ability. Yeah, like, yes, grades are such a huge part of what they're looking at but it really does not define your ability as a physio. Yeah. A professor of mine told me that. He reminded me like, your grades are not who you are and your grades are not gonna determine your success rate. Right. It, it really you know, kind of reminded me that I am supposed to be doing this. And yeah. it's my grades, although they're, you know, they're partially holding me back in a sense, that's, it's still not gonna get in the way. Yeah. Like I want to do this and I will do this. For sure. Honestly, at the end of the day, there's so like so many professions are like that where students are so stuck up on GPA and they make that their priority that they forget that a lot of positions at the end of the day are very much you know speaking to other people. They are social, and I think having a diverse background such as yourself will lead to you know a very successful career. So, with that, thank you so much for coming on today's episode, and that's it. That was great.